0: Don't you fall asleep baby. Hello and welcome to Political Brothers with your host, Chauncey and Avery. Hello, everybody. So, oh, Avery. As everyone can hear in the last episode, my apologies because I am going through some weird laryngitis thing. And slowly but surely, I'm pushing through it and I push through for you guys. So thank you for tuning in and, and always listening.
1: Good on you, Chauncey.
0: I try. <laughs> and actually, right now, I'm calling while I'm charging my car. Good old EV. Uh, Is the cold weather? It's going to be about 55 minutes, so let us start. Avery, you want to bring us in to what we're going to be discussing today?
1: Yeah, sure. So on last our last episode, our episode back, one of the things we kind of talked about was our forecasts for how we think the 2024 general presidential election is going to go. The most, li- it's not, I guess it's not set in stone yet, but the most likely race between current president Biden and former president Trump. And so we wanted to kind of, uh, I guess, rehash that a little bit today in more detail, but also have um, deeper conversation, at least about our opinions about polling data like this early into the race and kind of what, how we think. What issues we think are going to affect the race, and how we think the how accurate the polling is this early on, and if it's really going to tell us anything meaningful about the election.
0: So let's start there. Polls, 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 and not the ones some people dance on. You gotta, you gotta That's love <laughs> these darn polls because I'm going to be honest with you, Avery, you and I, got Say a lot of people say, oh, because of these polls. This person is gonna win, these amount of people like this, so on and so forth. But the uh-huh. fact is, polls is not like scientific data. It's not research of, of very specific sorts. The problem with polls is that it could be easily be misconstrued or biased. it, it also depends on the individuals that are being polled, their background, level of education and so forth. So it's, Avery, what what your opinions about the polls? Because one thing I know everyone knows is that, for example, Hillary Clinton back in 2016 was polled to win by a landslide against former President Donald Trump. We all know what happened there. I mean, so I think
1: that polling data can be useful in certain things. I think the more... Good type of polling data that's probably more reliable is polling data about issues. So if you ask voters, like, do they believe in marijuana legalization? Do they believe in certain changes to health care, stuff like that? I think those are more reliable just because people don't have those types of opinions are more widespread and they're not associated with a candidate necessarily. But when you start asking about presidential candidates, I think the response rate for those types of polls is actually a little lower. And so you're capturing fewer people. But I don't know. I mean, I think polls start to get start to have a lot more meaning, maybe like really like a month before the election, because that's when people that's when you're going to get the most energized people into your polling data. I am I mean, to be real with you, I think polls kind of I think people rely on them too much. I think they're just for CNN and CNBC news cycles. So they can say, "Oh, look, now you can look at this shiny thing uh, as if we're like cats with a new toy that we have to just constantly have our attention drawn to this new polling data that says so and so is up by ten points or five five points." Like, I'm pretty sure the polling data for the Iowa caucus, for instance, was also hilariously bad in that they predicted Trump would win, but not by the margins that he did. and like, he won like he he had like fifty two percent of all the votes. In Iowa caucus, something about that, something around there, which is ridiculous. and that was not predicted. Nikki Haley was predicted to have a much closer race in New Hampshire and it wasn't really that close at all for you know that Republican primary. So personally, I think I would rather focus on what do I what's the likelihood do I think that voters who are going to vote for Trump or vote for Biden or whoever are they going to actually come out and vote or not? And you can see that in the polling data based off how people answer on the issues. So, in my opinion, for instance, like if you look at polling data for the issue of abortion, it's pretty obvious that the majority of Americans think abortion should be legal. And as a result of that, at least that's why I think Trump is probably not going to get reelected. That single issue alone is so important to voters. I'm going to get over I that, don't, but-
0: and I don't mean to interrupt, but it's things like that because I know that you were saying when it comes to polls, how they could be misconstrued, like, but when it comes to social holes, it's the most accurate. In, in my opinion, as you guys know, this is all opinionated stuff with some facts sprinkled every once in a while.
1: A little dusting, a little little sugar morsels.
0: Subscribe. Yeah, you know, with the uh, two fairies, with the political fairies just flying away. Political fairies. You know, so. So let's that thing, out of
1: context, by the
0: way. Well, a lot of people can. Decipher what they will Everything's up to interpretation But the fact remains Is that any polling can be Misconstrued, just like as I was saying How, depending on who you poll What questions were asked Etc. How the polling Was Explained Everything can be misconstrued For example, there could be a wider Amount of Americans who are Against abortion and they were Not polled. We don't know we just know what each of us believes in. And when it boils down to is you could be, for example, being a conservative in beautiful, bustling New York is very rare. It's a hard place to be, except if you're in Staten Island. But of course, they going to the five boroughs, the last meeting that I keep hearing about on social media, Staten Island was red for Trump, so now they're no the longer part of the five boroughs. Whatever. But from what I <laughs> hear in the ship. streets <laughs> They've been evicted because of the they voted for Trump. No, no, they didn't get evicted They got booted. It's like that one guy who came to New York and ordered a scoop bagel, and there was this one guy, this rich guy told him, Hey, I will buy you a first class ticket to get the hell out of my city. But you leave it today. We don't do the scoop bagel shit. Order my French. But true it's true.
1: That's the best part, is that's the bagel. Why would you take that out?
0: Because Californians, but anyways, that's that's another thing. But my point is, is that we live in a majority where you are the minority in your thinking or beliefs, and it's okay because as long as you're voting, as long as you're striving to uphold your beliefs, then that's all that matters. Because polls, I hate polls. They're nice for conversation. They're nice for the as you were saying, the media to talk about. But the fact is, poles are poles. They're garbage. The only poles you can rely on is the one with the strippers on them. <laughs> but, <laughs> From personal experience. <laughs> no, I've no, actually never been there. Never <laughs> been to one of those places. So, you know, I, think, you know good uh, as mine. I like you, holding on to my money, Avery. You know that. That's true. Yeah, but the the, the point still remains. We're not going to be talking about strippers going out the whole show, folks. You're the one and, that keeps bringing them back up. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. But the fact remains is that this is an important election. I know everyone said the election of Biden-Trump round one was an important election. But the fact is, is that we've had one president, in my opinion, where we had a great economy. And then we got hit with the pandemic, which could have been handled better. We both agree on that. And then we started to become into an economic downfall. And we have another president who comes in who preaches to be the savior of the soul of the nation. And I'm still wondering, Avery, where that soul is. Because it has not been found. It has not been saved. In my opinion, Avery, a, a decrease in the economy. But we are in the midst of a recession. I don't
1: think that's true, though. Like, every it, every economist disagrees with you. Then
0: let every economist, and they have the right to. Oh, I'm trying to state is, from my personal experience, under the Trump administration, I came home with more money. My co- my company that I worked for, which they shall not be named, due to the Trump tax laws, were able to provide more benefits to their employees, such as paternity leave. Hey, well,
1: they should have been offering that already. I mean,
0: but they think have about it, money. They were given a tax incentive, and they got a reduction in taxes that they had to pay corporate taxes. As a result, they had more money. And what they did was they spread the wealth. I think they provided, so. hold on, they provided their employees with raises, more bonuses, and better health care and benefits overall. So. so this is what a Trump presidency did for me. Now, compared to Biden, once again, Avery, this is my personal experience, and everyone's experience is different. Under a Biden administration, I paid more in taxes, and I have not received enough back. What I mean is that I do not see where my money's going. We are spending as much as they they take, as soon as they take their money from us, we spend it. We're funding wars that we have no business in. Like I said in the last episode, the war in Ukraine, I get it. Awesome. Fight, keep the Russians away. Cool. Got it. Fight tyranny. But we're still doing it. And then what happened with Afghanistan, which I know is old news, and it's, and it's impressive that we're able to move 130,000 people within a week, but we left so much stuff there that the Taliban took ownership of, and it's just, what are we doing? Things could have been done better. And now, I'm not saying that everything that Biden has done is bad, and Trump didn't do anything good either. But when you compare Trump versus Biden, I did better under Trump. The fact is, is that there's a lot of people that I know in the minority community, and Biden promised to help minorities. More minorities are dying in the streets every single day than ever. And it's funny to me how the only thing the the liberal media, because I know that's all it is at this point, the media conglomerates only remember Trump for two things. How he handled the COVID and what happened on January sixth. So uh, the problem, though, is
1: I think that both of those. So I mean, I I, I obviously disagree with you. So let let me provide you my personal perspective. So under Trump, I made X amount of money, right? I basically make the same money now. I don't. I'm not doing better under either of them. And personally, I don't. I didn't really see inflation didn't affect me as much because I did not buy certain foods that are easily inflated in price. So, and like-
0: mind you, folks, mind you, sorry to interrupt, Avery. This is from the perspective of a single man, Avery. Me, I'm a family man. Wife, got the kids, got the dog, what have you. I just yeah, wanted sure to say that, right, that, Avery. I just wanted to put that out there for everyone's perspective.
1: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, but that's irrelevant. Yeah, but sure, but that's irrelevant. No, no, that's, no, quite, that's not irrelevant. It is irrelevant. Right. No, it's, it's, okay. If you were married during, if, if you were, if you were single during the Trump presidency and single during the Biden, if you were in a, if you were in a relationship of, in the Trump and you were in a relationship in the Biden, that's all the thing. I was. Those are the only two variables that are supposed to matter. Okay. Cool. So then one person, but you were basically saying one person had a negative experience and one person saw no difference. It would be the summary of it. It doesn't matter if I'm single or not. I'm still if actually I'm technically buying more than I did for myself back then because I'm trying to work out and stuff. And so I'm trying to eat more, but I'm actually still saving the same amount of money as before. So in a way, I actually am doing better under Biden. But there's just so many factors. Like I just recognize that there's so many factors that determine pricing, that determine how much I spend each year. And that I just can't attribute that to like one old guy. Very powerful old guy, but like, not like an omnipotent old guy that like controls the economy. I just feel like I see where you're coming from. I really do, and I think it's a common perspective that you people like to attach how they're personally doing to who is in the White House. But I, I just, I just don't. I that's just not how. I just don't think it how. There's not data to suggest that's how it works. Like the economy under Reagan was bad for instance. A lot of Republicans don't like to remember that. Reaganomics functionally destroyed the economy for two years, and he had to raise tax rates halfway through because it doesn't work. (laughs) You know, the, the economy is heavily dependent on the U.S. government's spending. The U.S. government is the largest employer in the United States. And when you cut the U.S. government, you cut employees. I mean, from my perspective, I I just don't think that there is this strong connection between tax cuts and how corporations do. And this isn't like a liberal thing. This is just like when I read the literature on in from in like U.S. history, do tax cuts work and do tax cuts work in other countries? I think you initially see a, a benefit for people. But then as the government fails to function as its uh functional spending runs out and reserve reserves run out and they can't spend the amount of money it was able to before then it starts to do worse i think those translate especially to the poorest people in our society the most and i feel like if you're a middle class voter or you believe that the middle class should exist and that you want to be a part of it or even you know i don't know richer than the upper middle class whatever whatever have you then voting for voting for Trump makes no sense because Biden's basically using the same tax code during the Trump administration. Cause he couldn't, I don't believe he was able to successfully get it reversed. I could be wrong about that, but
0: I don't he, think he, he was did able to get do- it changed. The tax codes were changed under Biden, well, but something that I want to build off of, right. Is when it boils down to, which that seems to be my phrase, I might as well get a pot and stop boiling some pasta or whatever, but (laughs) what remains is that Trump or Biden is is an important election just like every election is. Now, what's interesting to me, Avery, and we always...
1: I recently cut in because I wanted to look at that. The 2024 deductions, the Biden administration raised the deductions. Kind of cool.
0: Yeah, but... I don't know. know. I'm just saying that's more money. But what I'm trying to state, though, okay is when it boils down to is it's always this person versus this person, blue versus red, Republican versus Democrat. And folks, you've heard me say this countless times. If you truly want a diverse, just representation by Congress, we can't be voting on party lines. People should vote not because of the creed or the gender or the race, or anything that's aesthetics of an individual. They should vote what they stand for, what they want to do, what they want to accomplish. My problem is everyone in this country is afraid to go third party. Now, it's not the country's fault. Voter turnout historically are always low, except for the last two elections. Last election was historical, even though there was a lot of issues due to it was there was a lot of mail-in ballots. The fact is, Avery, there hasn't been enough qualified candidates for independent or third parties. I always believed that we should expand our political parties. Like, for example, when you look at European countries, and folks, you've heard me say this a thousand times over and over, they are diverse. You don't just have left, right. You have the middle, center, right, center, left, far right, far left. It's not one or the other, as even when you elect these people into office, what happens is you get a split Democratic Party. You get a split Republican Party. Bill can't be passed because let's say it's a Democrat or Republican-owned Congress and Senate. If one group says, oh, that's too extreme, the other group can't get it done. So even if you have controlled parties in both houses of Congress, it's still futile. But when you have numerous political parties that caused instead of left and right, it's plus backdoor dealing. It's more this is what we're doing. it's in the light, not done in the dark, and that's what this country needs. We do, and I will quote Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders, even though I disagree with his socio-economic politics, I do agree what he stood for, and I do think I'm proud of the man because. Throughout his whole years in government, he's never wavered or changed his ideologies. What he stood for is what he stood stands for. Period. That being said, Avery, what is the one thing you know what I'm talking about that Bernie stood for and believes in?
1: Socioeconomic equality. It's for time equity, for a political equity.
0: revolution.
1: Yeah, yeah. For socioeconomic equity. I mean
0: Yeah, but I believe it's time for a political revolution where instead you know, of going what? left. Don't interrupt or going right, either left or right. It's going to be more diverse. We need to change the thinking in this country as to how we vote. We need to start teaching our children, young, on how to vote. We should, convicts should have the right to vote. I agree. I agree. The reason why I say that is because we all know that the prison system is a sham. It used to be something of real punishment, but the problem is, the point of prison is for two things, punishment and rehabilitation. Punishment and all that's happening. Now, as far as rapists, murderers, people who do evil, evil things, I wish nothing but the worst of, for them. But as far as people who do petty theft, petty crimes, the fact is that shouldn't, you shouldn't lose your right to vote because everyone deserves a chance second chance. And what's wrong with a convict voting? Oh, he's going to vote for someone who's going to say theophanes or legalized drugs. Maybe. But I doubt it. So what's wrong with convicts voting? You shouldn't be stripped of your American rights if you commit a felony. Because some felonies, let's be honest, are BS. If I assault the police officer, the police officer says I assaulted him. That's a felony. If you're a sex offender, go to hell. I don't care. But even some people, I will say this though, some people become sex offenders because they have sex in public. It has nothing to do with children. So there's all these different things because I'm interested to see if anyone asks these questions. And I would love to hear that at, at, at a presidential debate. Because, David, what do you think about that? I mean, Tom, so, Bates, do you think they should have a right to vote?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think. I think for me, there's no if you're if you're a U.S. citizen at all, you should have the ability to vote because there's there's nothing about being put in prison that makes you not a U.S. citizen. We've just kind of decided that if you're a convicted felon, that your ability to participate in the in our electoral system is just null and void and not even with, you know. There's some arguments to say, like you were talking about, like, oh, if you commit violent crimes or, you know, horrendous crimes, then you ought to have that right stripped from you. My issue is, I think there's this assumption, or like, more specifically, my issue with that qualifiers, I think there's this assumption that if you're in prison, you are kind of divined to be there. So, like, the the jury and the judge were not wrong. There was, there's no error And I think we're frequently discovering more and more, especially as people analyze like past cases, like there's all these like Netflix specials or on Hulu or whatever, or podcasts about this now and tons of articles written about it, how old cases are being brought up and revised and trying to get people, you know, out of prison, specifically because they were falsely accused, and then were falsely convicted. And so to me, any person in prison is potentially someone who doesn't deserve to be there. Even if that wasn't. the And so for that reason, I would extend that right to everybody in prison. I think, you know, there's a ton, unfortunately, in the U.S. of of felons. Uh, In fact, it's probably the most potent voter suppression strategy that exists in the U.S. because I don't remember exactly, but a large person, we have the largest percentage prison population with largest prison population as a percentage of our total population in the world. I think China was second unless they beat us for first at some point, but not that that's a competition you want to win, my opinion. And especially when you have a lot of people in prison from, you know, minority races or lower socioeconomic backgrounds who have for like petty crimes, like possession of marijuana or something. So the crazy thing is you could, you could have been in prison for possession of marijuana or selling marijuana. And then in that state, now, even though you're still in prison, the state you were arrested in, it's now legal. And not every state has camera pardoned those felons and given them the right to vote back. So I I just think it's a it's a solid idea. A ten out of ten
0: idea. Give so people, give people one the ability. Statistic, vote. So one d- statistic I want to tell you about mm-hmm. and this is according okay. to CBS News. Nearly 80, 80 million Americans, or about one third of the total US adult population are living with some kind of criminal record. For more than nineteen, nineteen million Americans, that conviction has led to a felony on their permanent record. So imagine eight percent, eight percent and black adults make about twenty-three percent of that percentage. What? But imagine eight percent of the total population and now this statistics don't mind you, this comes back from twenty seventeen but still oh, that's a lot much. of people who could vote and who may not want to vote more than someone who's been through the a conviction like that. All we know, right, Avery, if, if you allow felons to vote, that could be an increase in voters. Yeah. I right? agree. Yeah. I mean, all we know, even if we had half of them vote, that would be the largest voting turnout in American history. True. So to me, if I was running for public office, I would say let them vote. Why? Because they get more chances of winning, but you're also allowing people to be free. Because yes, they did their time. Yes. But just because you you were convicted of a felony, rightly so or wrongly so, right, Mm -hmm. still does not make sense that you should live your life being punished even once you did your time. Mm -hmm. And To be honest, a lot of these prisons, some of them have programs where they help transition individuals who were in the prison system for a long time back to real life. But the fact is, it doesn't always pan out. And yes, folks, I know know that we started off with U.S. politics, specifically the presidential election, which we all assume to be like Rocky II, Biden versus Trump. So, and, and now we're talking about voting polls, and now we're at felons getting rights to vote again. And the fact is it all ties together when you think about it. Because when you elect a leader, mind you, the leader of the free world, as we all like to say, it's a big deal. Yeah, you may not be able to keep up with all the jargon on C-SPAN. Cause it's a lot. And they use a lot of big, big words and things like that. But there are ways to get the information to digest. And as I was saying in the last episode, you need to do your work, get your information that works for you. Meaning, if you can't read an Oxford dictionary or an article that seems like a, a on the Oxford dictionary, find a source that digests the information for you. So that way you can understand it yourself. Because Avery and I, we are not these big political people as then we have these fancy degrees we're not lawyers or any, anything like that now Avery is highly intelligent I have a fancy have.
1: degree or I'm trying to get a fancy degree
0: well yes he's it. trying to get a fancy degree and me i like to think I'm at least some have some sort of intelligence <laughs> depending on what day That's of the week you talk honorary, to me honorary on
1: degree. honorary fancy degree
0: gosh thank you but but the fact is, that this is serious, Avery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, yeah is, and this is one of the reasons why we started this show is because we want to be an outlet where we can take the complicated crap that's called C-SPAN and be able to break it down so that way you have better information. Now, we're going to be starting to do other things as well, but we'll talk about that later on in the show. Now, one thing about the presidential election.
1: Trump versus Biden, baby. We need we need to let out all the let out everybody in prison so they could vote for Biden. Felons for Biden. 2024.
0: And I'm leaving That's this in after i after I'm done with the editing Maybe I'm leaving this in. <laughs> <laughs> let Biden's gonna let all the felons vote and let them all out of prison that way they can vote for him for two thousand dollars. You, know oh.
1: you, you know what that sounds like, honestly? That sounds like that sounds like if someone if, if Biden said he wanted to get felons to vote and Fox ran with it and they were like, Biden wants to let out all of the prisoners so they can vote for him.
0: Oh God. Well, Fox, I, I used to have respect for that, for that news outlet. Not not so much. But Tucker Carlson, Hannity, I do have some respect for those guys. Like Tucker Carlson does I have a good program. It's interesting. It's funny He's to me sometimes. But you know, but the the fact is, Avery, is that you know what we need to do? Trump needs to come in and be like isolationist. We're gonna be going doing. We're gonna pull out the FDR playbook and be an isolationist country because we spent so much money. We have a large population of homeless. We have a large population of migrants now. We need to be able to fix our problems before we start giving the money around. Which, mind you, money is a concept. If you think about it, Avery. Nowadays, there's more imaginary money and less physical money. If If you get my drift,
1: like so, we, I, we should buy, we show buy Bitcoin. That's what I'm here.
0: God, Bitcoin. <laughs> Let's
1: go mine Bitcoin now, together. I'm not even gonna talk
0: about Bitcoin because I. <laughs> I had 100 Bitcoin at one point. I sold it, but I got to $30. Biggest regret of my life. Wait, when the, <sighs> when the, when
1: the, come on, what? You could have been, oh man, that's tough. Avery, I don't
0: want to talk about it. <laughs> everyone out there you hear, my, you just calculate what Bitcoin's worth now and you'll see my pain. And I had 100 of them. <laughs> but that that's the whole thing, Avery. This election is not going to be one where we get a third party member coming in. It's still on the show. Nowadays, when you have a third party candidate, what happens is that it just splits one party's votes. Just like what happened to H.W. Bush versus Clinton. Same thing that happened with the what well, was this election. Because of what they're saying about Robert Kennedy Jr. Man, uh, be interesting.
1: I feel like if you if you're a person that votes for that guy, you're you're on like every conspiracy theory subreddit. I mean
0: that guy Avery. is literally there was insane. a person in the Trump Biden election that instead of voting for either one of them, he voted for the tendies or chicken nuggets or nuggies or whatever. There was a, a, a write-in camp. up, from, There was a write-in campaign for chicken nuggets. Okay, see during the presidential election.
1: That's not even a good form of political protest.
0: That's just sad. I mean, how I would rather. I don't know. Let's get Arnold. Get honor to be the president.
1: Oh, my God. He, he's
0: still alive, actually.
1: Uh, you wouldn't mind that. He's a Republican. You, you might be okay with that. I don't know what his personal beliefs... Are. Oh, gosh. So oh, I know. He, 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 had some,
0: he had some good movies. He had some good movies. But that's, that's either he's here or as as still. Have you Have you ever seen him work out at his age? He's strong as hell. No, he is. You know what's funny? I got one minute before my charge is done. That's funny. So, if everyone's time in this episode, you know how long it took me to get fully charged my car from... Uh,
1: huh. Better than 55 minutes, actually. it's It was wrong. It was faster.
0: Yeah, it, it, it happens, because for those that don't know, with EVs, you have to have a heat pump that warms up the battery in the winter, so that way it charges efficiently. Me, I got lucky when I bought my car that it came with the chip for that. Other cars don't, so it takes longer for the battery to warm up. Thus, it takes longer for you to charge your car, because what it boils down to I use that phrase a lot, but it's simply that batteries do not do well in the cold. Point blank,
1: they hate it. Oh, so, they're little babies. They don't like they don't like being outside in the cold. They're not like a big, strong at I'm, a green car.
0: At least some, I guess, not contributing much to pollution. <laughs> but I will say, I did take advantage of Biden's uh, tax credit oh, for
1: pro the, Biden, Pro Biden, you're going to vote for Biden now, right? He gave you a lot of money. That's
0: great. Fuck no. And I just think I got, because of me, we lost our clean episode rating. What? Fuck no. Well, you you know what I'd be curious about?
1: What would Biden have to do to get your vote? You personally. Name one policy.
0: That is an interesting question. Hold on. This is me thinking. Give me some, you know that music from Jeopardy?
1: Do, 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 do. Na 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 na. Nah. We should get a sound word. Nah, 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 so nah, this nah, is nah.
0: what Biden bump bump. So this is what Biden could do. He wants my vote. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Biden needs to get at least ten years younger.
1: Oh, okay. Let, like a real and thing. Hold like on, a let real me finish.
0: Thing. You ask my question. I'm giving you an answer. All
1: right. He's got to invent time travel. All right. It's hard but. Bar- Other
0: than, you know, he can't control his age. I will focus on what he can't control. All right, excellent. But my point is this, Avery. In order for me to get, uh, of me to vote for Biden, he needs to have actual policies that make sense to me. First off, and don't interrupt because I know you're, you're itching. Itching I'm in interrupt. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'll tell you what. I guess we get seven. Hey. I gotta be to dipping. Roots. That's what I sound like. I'll be dipping. No, but Avery and I did pick up some Southern from um, our time in Tennessee. Go <laughs> But the fact is with Biden is that I just don't care for one. He is the migrants have come in. I, I don't enjoy that. I believe in the immigration we've been doing for years. Why can't we go back to that kind of immigration? If you apply to come to the United States, if it's an extreme circumstance, you apply for an emergency visa or asylum of some sort. But what we do is we let them in, then we figure it out. So I want more. So that's one thing. How does that affect? Okay, sure, sure. How it right. affect well, me? I live, in a sanctuary, I live in a sanctuary city, Avery. So yes, yes it does affect me. Yeah. Too. Okay. So well, to, that's, to clarify, that's so what, number one is, that's number what, is no immigration. Well, no, I didn't say no immigration. I believe in immigration. I believe we shouldn't just let everybody in and just be like, okay, we'll fact-check you later. We have enough jobs here for you. I, I well, That's what I believe is that we need immigration. Like workers, Avery, or I'm... we, Avery, let me talk. We need immigration. This country was founded on that. Freedom, diversity, the big old melting pot. So I do believe in immigration, but I believe in right immigration.
1: Okay, what does you that can't look
0: just like? go what, what does it look like I just told you what it looks like you you apply to come here you get accepted you get denied period that's it and there's emergency much you apply for time so I literally have to go through this whole spiel again because the fact is Avery we've been doing it for years and and it's not been a problem until now now all of a sudden camilla Harris by the way that's another thing Biden could do get a better vP yeah I agree Because as as much as i a lot of people talk shit about Mike Pence. At least he did stuff. <laughs> he did stuff. Yeah, I don't know if he did good stuff, but he did stuff. Well, he did, you know, talk back to Trump. and was like, oh, just, just he he needs his nap time. It's okay. Just relax. <laughs> He'll be okay tomorrow. I mean, say with Biden. But the problem is, Biden falls asleep. My are like, Joe, you gotta wake up. Joe. No, she let him sleep. He needs I a mean, man. He needs
1: an old man rap. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, he's a dinosaur.
0: And, you know, and Trump's no, no spring chicken, but my old problem is, out of everyone that we have running for office, everyone's old, disconnected from the real world, from the generation that that was that is growing up. And that's another issue. But, I need that's, young. but that's, that's a couple true. things that Biden can do, because I can go all day. Just one, just one, more, thing. Couple- just one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Let's think. One more thing.
1: But the reason I bring that up
0: is oh, like. Oh, I got something. There's something all right. for minorities. If you make a promise, follow through with it. That's you want to do it exactly? You may not like Trump. You may not like Trump, but he made promises and he kept them to the best of his ability. He said he was going to build a wall and he built a huge wall. He built part of a wall. Well, that's still. The Democrats said we're not funding this anymore. He had to stop building the wall. They had him by the balls. But the fact is, he did keep a lot of promises. Biden, not so much. He has a half-assed... Can I point something out? Despite,
1: despite the wall that was supposed to help the immigration, our immigration has remained basically
0: the same. Almost as if it didn't. doesn't work. Avery, we've had more immigrants now than, than in a long time. What are you talking about? No, that's what I'm saying.
1: We we have we have part of a wall, and it didn't stop any well, it didn't anything, stop the rate of immigration. Statistically,
0: the wall doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. It's a stupid idea. Illegal immigrants. You want to talk about money? Hold on. Let me you talk. Let me talk. Oh. I'm letting Statistic- you talk. Statistically, most illegal immigrants or illegal forms of the number one way that people get in the country illegally is they come here on a visa and they never leave. That's true. The only reason why the wall was so shouted out is because up until Trump was removed from office, well, not even, well, yeah, actually he was. He was removed from office by the American people, because that's what happens. You are removed from office by the voters, or you are kept in. That's how it works, period. So that is the right language. So, period, point blank, once Trump was no longer president, Biden and Camilla were like, hey, come on in. And they came on in, and they keep coming on in. Well, I guess, I guess my, I guess my point was, it's I don't only, know, have this, you ever seen this many large caravans come to into, into the United States? I
1: think the majority of people trying to come into the United, States... so first up, I don't think the immigration rate has really spiked higher than that much higher than when it was during the Trump administration. I think that's just media misrepresentation. We can look into it. We can have a whole episode on this. It might be, it might be interesting to do. Because I think we can clarify a lot of our points. Keep, keeping on concise, concise, being concise here. Like, so if 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 Biden was bit better on immigration in your eyes, you would be closer to voting for him. You probably still wouldn't, but you'd be closer. Also, if he if he made a time machine, those are the two qualifications. And he kicks Kamala out.
0: Yes, I cool. agree. So one thing that I was looking up right now, and you'll find this interesting. This comes from. Homeland security uh, the u s government oh my favorite guys, under the Biden administration, we've had an increase in immigration into the United States historical highs, for example, we had historical lows, and part of this research is also from pewresearch.org, which finds that because in, in in nineteen I think it was 19 1965, the Immigration Nationality Act was passed which set standards on immigration in the United States, very strict standards, and which we still use this law today. We had an average of 4.7. 47 of the population was immigrants. Mm-hmm. As of now, the historical high, mind you, Avery, was in 1890, at 14.8% of the population was immigrants. Under the Biden administration, it rose from 137 because it did grow under the Trump administration. To those yeah, that yeah I'm know. looking
1: at the shape now. It's a it's a general slope up since the that act was passed. Yeah, it's
0: just but, a trend. We're we're just but seeing we a, are a in high numbers. Yeah, but And the problem it's is little. Yeah, and the problem is it's just very interesting to me how this is getting out of hand. Period. Well, how, why is it out of Why is it bad to have more immigrants? It's not bad to have more immigrants. It's bad about how these some of these migrant individuals are coming in. Like, at least under Trump, there was... Now, let me put it this way. I didn't like how Trump said, oh, well, Obama built the cages. I just kept using them. I don't like that. One bit. Okay? I'm going to tell you that now. Mm-hmm. I don't like separating families when a family tries to immigrate to the United States to get a better life.
1: Oh, and by the way, speaking of one thing about the the biden administration i really hated i really hated how he continued that policy and it took a lot of pu- pushing to finally get him to, to go lax on it i don't understand what his motivation was for that it pissed off a lot of his voters myself included because he basically kept the the same policy that trump had and trump kept and, the and same that's policy my thing
0: and that's my thing and i'm sorry to interrupt but that's my thing no, you're president's who say whatever they want to be elected they demonize they, they go dirty against the other candidate and then they're no good than the person that they said they're going to replace that's why when Biden ran on we are saving the soul of a nation I reiterate to you and this is why he's not being reelected mind you four years he had a chance to save a soul of a nation So I want you all to think about this folks until the next time, we talk about our next topic, which is going to be we're going to re talk about this. I do want to j- jump into more about immigration on the next episode, Avery. Think about this. How many people have ran for, for this country for governor, senator, congressperson, president, and say all these things and they don't get nothing done? So I want you all to think about, do your research, think about Trump. And Biden, that's most likely going to be the showdown. But one thing I do want to say, Avery, is that if Trump is indicted or in any of those charges, that does change the political game. But mm-hmm. indictments set aside, if there are no indictments, I believe in a Trump victory. And if Trump, I'll do it, but
1: and, expect your opinion, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah, because here's my thing, Avery, and this is what I'm all talking about. You're not happy with Biden because... He talks crap about Trump, about what Trump's doing, and he's doing the same thing still, right?
1: Yeah, some of them. Yeah, I don't like that. I agree. And I it doesn't make sense, right? You guys are good.
0: Because huh? if you're trying to save a solve of a nation, wouldn't you do the opposite of what your predecessor, AKA the devil, as the Liberal Party, the Democratic Party, made Trump to be? Wouldn't you yeah, just strip away everything? You would, sure. right? Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah, but
1: I'm not a single issue voter. And it's something
0: bad. that I would say too. Is that even though, let's be honest, Trump could have indicted Hillary instead of just, let's forget about it, let's move forward and heal the country. Because what I hate is that we are country divided more than ever, and we shouldn't be. So think about this. Next time you vote, next time you look into this election, folks, two things. It doesn't have to be Biden versus Trump. The future elections don't have to be red versus blue. They do not have to be Republican versus Democrat. There are other ways, but it takes political revolution to get there.
1: You heard it here so, first, folks. Vote Green Party
0: twenty twenty four. Hey, if I do, I get another tax break. <laughs> I, I would be interested to
1: see what, what's her name, Stein. I know that's her last name. I believe if she if she even got like twenty percent, that would be that would that would really. I mean, I mean, Biden would definitely lose in that circumstance, but. That would be insane if a third party got that amount, but I, I don't think she's very politically competent. Is the problem? Yeah, and I th- I think that th- the thought that I would let people like leave people with is the general election for president is very important, but your local politicians are actually much more important. The majority of local politicians run unopposed because they know people aren't politically engaged, and you can make a lot of more direct efforts in your communities, more changes in your communities if you vote locally attend town halls if you can, so on and so forth. Because it's still probably going to, no matter what happens at the general election, if you want stuff to change locally, you you have a lot of power to do that. Either way, you're getting an old old man, unfortunately. Old, old out-of-touch man. That's what you're getting in the general.
0: And that's why whoever's the vice president is very important. So those listening at Trump headquarters, VP is very important.
1: A Ramaswamy VP pick? That would be hilarious to me.
0: I think it would be an interesting pick. I just don't think... Because remember, Trump was a businessman, not a politician. You wonder why he chose Mike Pence? Because Mike Pence is consistent in his career. He is a career politician. And he knows his shit. So he was the anchor to the Trump presidency. Biden, in my Bro, opinion, should have dropped Harris. dropped Harris. Trump should have dropped Harris. Not a new VP. It would have done him some good. But at the end of the day... We cannot stress how important voting is, even if it's for your, your local.
1: No, especially, unit. especially if it's for your local. That's what we should say. Not even for it. It's more important. No,
0: no, exactly. But it trickles down. Mm-hmm. Big government takes a while for you to feel the effects. Local government, you get the immediate effects. So every election, be it local, state, federal, regional, district, national, every election counts. Every election matters if you're interested in running, run. Yeah,
1: it's actually way easier than you think, especially locally.
0: It really is. And you don't need all that money. Everyone thinks you need money. You don't. We have the internet now. You just talk to it. TikTok, yo. But the fact, Avery, is that you don't need money to run for politics. Only the national bullshit ones, which I don't believe you should have to be a millionaire or a billionaire to be able to run for president. Mm-hmm. I agree but as it stands guys if you like what you heard on the show as always if you, you found anything intriguing that you want us to talk more about if you have an opinion we would love to hear your opinions description so that way you guys can email us with any questions ideas what you want to have here even if you yourself want to be on the show please let us know this is a platform for everyone there's no right or wrong answer even though Avery and I go at it from time to time, as you heard it here, we have fun. Strippers, lobsters, you know, country accent. But, Did you say lobsters? But thank you for tuning in for another episode of Political Brothers, where next time we're going to be talking about more about immigration, as well as some local news from this weekend weekend, just so we could see some developments. For example, did you know that King Charles was just diagnosed with an undisclosed cancer? All we know, we're going to have a new King of England before we know it. Help not, but it's things like I that. We're going to take it and to leave it personally.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the news roundup will be a good inclusion in our, in our weekly programming. But with that, everybody, we'll see you guys next time.
0: No, don't you fall asleep.